In a world gone mad, only rationality and common sense can save it. It's Andrew and Jerry Save the World with your hosts, Andrew Langer and Jerry Rogers. And now, here's Andrew and Jerry. Well, hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Andrew and Jerry Save the World, episode number 65. Andrew and Jerry can't stand this indictment, or as we were also talking about it, Andrew and Jerry say that this indictment can't stand. I'm Andrew Langer. Jerry Rogers. And I am back fresh from vacation, um, uh, tanned, rested, and ready. We're going to talk a little bit about that towards the end of the show. And as I set these things up, like Jerry and I were originally going to spend a good chunk of this show talking about Devin Archer's explosive i mean there's no two ways about it jerry i mean devin archer's testimony on monday before congress was explosive it was illuminating it gave us yet another piece in a in a very complicated puzzle of of uh corrupt activity certainly on the part of hunter biden uh most certainly implicated the former vice president now president of the united states joe biden in his testimony we thought we were going to be talking about this uh and and then uh, shockingly and I, and I say that very tongue-in-cheek because I was not surprised. Um, four o'clock yesterday afternoon, five o'clock yesterday afternoon, uh, the the prosecutor, uh, what's his name, Jack? Um, Jack yeah. Smith. Jack Smith. I should remember that. It's such a it's such an uncommon name, Jerry. Uh, Jack Smith drops uh, another set of charges uh, against uh, former President Donald Trump and and that was my immediate reaction was I was very tongue in cheek about this. I think it says a great deal about where we are in America that I was unsurprised that within essentially 24 hours, really 28 hours of Devin Archer's testimony before Congress, uh, that that this thoroughly politicized Justice Department would turn around and levy another series of charges against Donald Trump. I, I believe you feel the same way. Well, it's lawfare is 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 the truth. And I have indictment fatigue. Yes. Because these indictments, when you read them, I don't understand why left and right, those who care about the law, politics, election integrity, those who care about uh, free speech aren't united and up in arms well people people don't care about i mean that's that's the thing right now we have a, a left in which they don't care about free speech i'll, I'll tell you something you know? and and we're dragged in andrew you and i are dragged in i feel like michael in uh, godfather three you yeah. know uh, every time we think we're out of having to defend donald trump uh they drag us back in right this right. this set of indictments yesterday is so outside the law. Essentially, it is indicting the president, the former president, uh, for alleged alleged thought crimes. Right. Well, I mean, this is crazy. Well, th this is this is what it gets to, right? And this is this is this is exactly what they want. Um, you well, they I, want Don. They want Donald Trump to be the nominee. Well, they, they they want Donald Trump to be the nominee, but also they want the twenty twenty four election to be about Donald Trump. And January 6th, right? Remember, regardless of who the nominee is, uh, they're going to try to do what they can to make it. It's much easier if Donald Trump is the nominee. Uh, it becomes much harder uh, if, well, not much harder. They still will do it if it's somebody else, but they will still have to talk about the issues, right? Because this is just it. The Bidenomics show is not working. Um, America sees right through it. It's a, It's a situation in which you know, despite what uh, what uh, Joe Biden is saying to them or the Democrats are saying to them, people know what they're experiencing on the ground. You know, so when the the AP carries water for the Biden administration and starts to talk about issues, uh, starts to talk about inflation and posits the Bidenomics narrative that things are better now because inflation is only three percent as opposed to eight percent. Well, Americans see right through that when 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 the AP claims that gas prices are coming down when gas prices are higher than they've been all year this week, Americans see through that. Gas and prices so, sorry, today, go ahead. gas prices today are 58 percent higher than they were uh, when Joe Biden took office. Right. 
Right. Uh, right. Food, now, food, now, food prices, consumer goods, everyday items are on average about 16 percent higher. Real wages are five percent lower. Uh, the economy is a mess. And here's the thing. You're right. The media keeps on um, keeps on carrying water for uh, for this administration. But it's not just that. You mentioned the uh, blockbuster testimony uh, this this week, earlier this week. Now, granted, this is not a honest actor, this person who gave testimony. But when you're dealing in criminality, you have to deal with criminals. Right. And so therefore, uh, what was striking to me, but there's, there's a thread here. This president is a crook he allowed his son uh to uh to leverage uh the, the office of the vice presidency and, and before that uh the united states senate uh to uh bring in millions of dollars in foreign uh foreign and domestic uh uh firms and interest groups and you have cnn and the washington post and the mainstream media saying well there's nothing to see here yes yes it is unseemly yes it's unethical Ethical, uh, but really, we've dealt with this. It's time to move on. We all know that Hunter Biden has a drug problem, and this father loves his son. And he was going through this when his his eldest son Bo was was dying of cancer. So really, there's nothing to see. Let's move on. There's no scandal here. Uh, only the Republicans trying to create a scandal. And I'm thinking right, to myself. Right. I'm watching this commentary reading this commentary and it's as if we live in an alternative or an alternate universe well we i think we very much do i mean that's the thing that that gets me here jerry because you you go back you go back to last week right and there's a there is there are lots of threads here that that we sort of go down because what happened between monday and tuesday uh and by that i mean what happened between the devon archer testimony and the further indictments of donald trump yesterday you know, that goes along with all of the shenanigans that happened late last week, right, where it was uncovered that that at least Hunter Biden's legal team felt that they had gotten a sweetheart deal out of the justice. Oh, my Department. goodness. Have we and even they, have you even talked about the no. legal deal going oh, south? Hold on. Tell me for a second. Let me let me explain something, folks. Holy cow. Just 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 for a moment here. So uh, as you all know, many of you know, if you follow me on social media, I was on vacation last week. And unlike a lot of my past vacations, Jerry and I didn't talk really all that much. Um, so, so no, Jerry and I didn't. You and I haven't had a conversation. I, I got. Well, back I was I something. was concerned for you um, because uh, several of your social media posts had you wearing uh, a dress. Well, I'm wearing. Well, I was alternating Jerry between wearing a kilt and wearing my 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 cowboy. Top. Can I ask you that? Let's let's go off on a on a on a yeah, tangent real quick. What, what, why do you wear that kilt? I, I, bec- well, it starts with the fact that it's incredibly comfortable. Um, but it, I, it's, a, it was, but it's, it's essentially a skirt. Well, no, it's a kilt. I mean, it's, you know, it's a, it's, it's a kilt. It's not a, it's not you, a skirt. What's it's, on the, what, what do you wear underneath that thing? I wear underwear under it. Just underwear. The full Scotsman's way. So it's, but, but, but so, so therefore, because it's not, if, if so, God bless you. When you think of a kilt, you think of the the colors and the I have and I have I have a tartan kilt. Yes, but, but this is but not that. This starting is, no no no. This Let is, me so for those of you who haven't seen go to go to his about, Facebook about twenty page. years ago. Uh, I thought Andrew 20, was transitioning right. Twenty five years eyes. ago, I went to well certainly with my man boobs. You you, you, you might think that, <laughs> um, but but twenty five years ago, I uh, I went to a Celtic festival with Janice uh, in Southern Maryland on the Western Shore. And I saw a guy, what looked like he was wearing, it looked like a, a funky sort of Dockers material kilt. And I was like, what is that? He says, it's a Utila kilt. And and I'm like, you know something? I want to get one of those. And and it's something I wear on occasion, you know, at home. I have a rule. I only wear it around people I know really well or, or in areas where- But, but, you know, but, but wait, what are you talking about? You wore it on vacation. Yeah, I, well, that's or around- So all those strangers. strangers. That's my point. I either oh. wear it around people I know really well or I wear it around strangers. Um, and and, I, and I, I got one. I loved it. It's very comfortable. Um, I'm a big fan of the company's sport kilt as well. The, the wife, wife likes it. In, what? The wife and daughters like this? 
Well, I don't particularly, I think, I think, you know, Jan's over it. I, I think, you know, and I don't particularly care if my girls get embarrassed because my girls are going to get embarrassed by their dad, regardless. Well, you wear this thing in your, and in, in your bike riding. Well, yes. Now that, that may have been a, that may have been a, a tactical error, Jerry. I, I will, I will freely admit that, that, that's, right. that's, 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 we can talk true. more about your, about your cross-dressing. But, but my point is I wear it cause it's comfortable. Uh, but I was also wearing, uh, we went, we went on a cattle drive and I wore my cowboy hat and wore my cowboy. Well, you boots. know, you, 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 we're not living in Scotland. No, I know. But the so, point is, so when you wear this, utilicilts have, have become very popular. They're oh, stop it. They, They're they not were, popular. They, I've seen no one wear it but you. Well, I've seen They're other popular. people wear it. It's funny. I, I remember it. Now you sound like a Democrat. I was, oh. I was at, I was at uh, Disney with my friends, Laura and Chris. This is probably 10 years ago. And and I saw a guy wearing a uh, a kilt, might have been a sport kilt. And I walked over and I and I told him how much I I liked his kilt. And I got lots of compliments, by the way, when I was in college. So once in ten years, you you no, saw no, somebody. I've seen other people wearing them. I'm just telling this story as a story because the point is is that Laura and Chris were like, well, wait a minute, why did you go up and talk to him? I said, listen, the guy who wears the kilt, he wants people to go up and compliment him. There's a listen. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny. There's a certain degree of exhibitionism that goes along with it, Jerry. I'm, I'm I'm man enough you. to admit that this is like you and your couple dating. Yes, that's exactly right. Yes. Anyway, so the point is, Jerry and I didn't talk while I was on vacation yes. because Jerry Thank was you. concerned about me, and 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 we had this story about this this Hunter Biden plea deal falling apart. And we're going to get into that. Let me just let me just lay, lay it out, Jerry. Hunter Biden's plea deal. They tried to snooker the judge. The judge rejects the plea deal. Over the weekend, then the Justice Department tried intimidating Devin Archer. Then they had to backtrack that. They, you know, they said he had to report to to jail, uh, or that he was going to have to report to jail. He gives his testimony. It is exactly what we said it was going to be. Very illuminating. And then the indictment happens. All of these things are a thread together. But it starts with, or at least in the last week, it starts with this plea falling apart, and and the fact that the 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 Biden team. And the Justice Department essentially tried to snooker the judge, right? If the judge hadn't asked yes. those questions, that's the thing that gets me, right? And so, yes, they they tried they tried to uh, deceive the judge, but more importantly, uh, they attempted to deceive the American people. Well, yes. the the preamble of this plea deal, so not in the deal itself, but in the in the introductory. Uh, yes. paragraphs is where uh, the DOJ and Hunter Biden's attorneys uh, laid out this blanket immunity. Yeah. Blanket immunity. Yes. It wasn't even in the plea deal itself. So the DOJ was purposefully trying to hide it uh, from the American people, but also uh, from the judge. This is oh, cor this is corruption. Oh, well, and let's, by the way, Jerry, let's also let's not forget that just days before that had happened, um, you had a friend of one of the attorneys for Hunter Biden at his former law firm go and call the clerk of the court and As try it, to and get a, a document stricken from and, the record and, pre and, well, and stop. Pretend, he, yes. yes, he was pretending to be a GOP attorney. Yes. Yes. What the heck is that about? I, I mean, th this is this is where it gets it gets crazy. It, you know, incidentally, I am well anyway. Well, I'm not going to get into what I'm rereading. The the point is, in the end, that there that that this is a there is a thread here. There is a pattern here of dishonesty, of dishonesty, of corruption. Yes, and of and and the and, and making political those things uh, that should not be political. The Department of Justice should not be political. Uh, should not be politicized. And, and go, look, and, and the, the thread runs, right? So from the plea deal uh, to the uh, congressional testimony, what's this guy's name again? Archer? Devin Archer. Devin Archer. But then also it spills over into how how this administration is gaslighting the American public and the media is, uh, is uh, uh, you know, the, uh, Biden lies, the media swears to it on Bidenomics. And, you know, again, just real quick, uh, there aren't, there aren't record numbers of new jobs. Uh, right. The economists at the White House themselves admit that 70 over 70 percent of all uh, new jobs are rehires. Uh, we know that real wages are down 5 percent. Uh, consumer goods and products and groceries up 16 percent. Gasoline is up fuel up 58 percent. Th th this is this is the state of affairs. And more more than that, then you have uh, this this. 
craven what's the word for it uh dispute about the curriculum in florida oh, yeah. where you where you have uh where you have where you have kamala harris lying just out lying about uh in Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis, uh, the education system there is teaching the benefits of slavery. That is, the, 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 there's no way to describe that as a craven, depraved untruth. Well, well and more to the point, especially because they are client trying to claim that what Ron DeSantis and this curriculum is doing is outside of established educational norms. But if you look at the AP US history exam, essentially, you know what you what you could accuse Ron DeSantis and the education system in Florida is of plagiarism because they are lifting curriculum uh, topics directly from the AP US history exam. God forbid. And so the idea but that the, but the, but the point outside yeah, of the but mainstream- you know, like, again to use your phrase more to the point. Yeah, I don't think we've ever had, including the Trump administration, uh, including the Nixon administration, a more corrupt, a more dishonest uh, government and media. Uh, in tandem, uh, working uh, to uh, disrupt our institutions well, 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 to uh, and, and to and and to uh, and to fool the American people. Well, certainly, right. I mean, certainly, you know, it, at at the very least, in in the Watergate era, between you know between sixty eight and seventy four, or seventy two, seventy seventy two, or seventy and seventy four. Um, you know, you didn't have the media cheerleading for Richard Nixon, right? That that was at the very least you had a you you had a media that was interested but in today. In, it's, it's worse yeah. than cheerleading, Andrew. They are again the Biden administration, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, uh, all of the sycophants surrounding him, uh, members of Congress. I mean, members of Congress, even you know, those who claim to be you know moderate, like Chris I, Van Hollen or or others, yeah. uh, just lying. Uh, I mean, I, 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 again, I hate. I always tell my kids when you're in an argument yes. with your sister, your brother, with a friend, um, or if you have a problem with a teacher or someone in authority, when you label them a liar, you lose some credibility because it's as if it's as if you can't make your argument. Right. That's, so that's just, exactly right. Right. However, I'm at a loss here. I don't know what else to say except that the untruthfulness, the dishonesty is epic. On on every front, right? Here's here's the interesting thing, and it's it's um, you know, um, I read something, and I don't remember where I read it, and which is sad because I read it only yesterday. It might have been on social media somewhere, so I don't know who was making this argument. Um, but someone had had listed, you know, essentially, Jerry, the business of being a newspaper man or a newspaper woman was for many many years essentially a blue collar job. That you know, you had guys who were hard workers who were working to the they they were working in an industry and it was industrial and they were trying to produce a product and that product was the news, um and then and then starting in the early 1970s that began to change, and it began to be the the purview of a rarefied well it, it it changed after Watergate it yes, changed after one point yeah. after we we had these everyone wanted to be Bernstein you know and that's but you of... had to but you had to go but keep in mind right Carl Bernstein may have been the last of the true sort of blue collar newspaper people right but so but but but, but that that duo Woodward and Bernstein uh became celebrity but but yes and that's and, and, that's and, and thereafter but, but, but here's thereafter, my point yeah. though if you if you send kids, if you have to be, if the only way you can become a reporter is by going to journalism school, and that means you have to go to a college that has a journalism program, you're going to get a certain kind of person who winds up getting into the newspaper business, and they're going to be elitists, and they're going to be establishmentarians, and they're going to be doing whatever they can, you know, that they're, they're going to come out, you know, right. with some kind of a stilted agenda and, in the end, um, and that's that is. That is really interesting. So you know, but, but let, let me add to let me add to that though, because it's, it's worse than that, Andrew. Sure. Um, they're activists. Hmm. It's not just yes. that they're establishment or elitist uh, privileged. Uh, uh, they are activists. Uh, Rush Limbaugh, God rest his soul, for for you know pioneer and and talk radio. He said something years ago. He said that after Watergate. After the celebrity journalist, after the you know all the presence men in Hollywood uh, started to take real notice of of 
journalists and the media. Young people who wanted to change the world post Watergate, instead of running for office, instead right. of opening a business, instead of being entrepreneurial, uh, joining the military, becoming a scientist, whatever to change the world, they wanted to be a journalist. Right. The next one. And, and, and so they went to journalism school. And then you saw this this um, this market change. You and I have discussed over and over again. Um, I think of Robert Pear. Uh He's also passed away, healthcare reporter for the Washington Post uh, for years and years. Uh, liberal, had a bias, but that's that, that we all have biases. Who yeah. cares? But he was, he was wisdom right. uh, on healthcare issues. Even if you disagreed with him, you never ignored him, right? Because because over a thirty year career, he really understood the healthcare system and healthcare policy. So he could never be ignored, even when, again, he might have put out something you disagreed. You still wanted to read him. I can't think of a journalist like that today. Well, certainly in this day and age, you know, and it gets into this, you know, th this other sort of discussion that I had. Not that I want to get too far afield of these things, Jerry. But, you know, when you have one side cheerleading, you know, for the the. The progressives. I mean, that's you know, I'm not even going to call it the establishment. I'm going to call it the the prevailing class, um, and and essentially everybody else is going to be silenced. You know, I had this discussion, and this is the first time I'm going to raise this today. This week's lunch hour uh, with Federal Newswire, I interview Leon Panetta, and we talk yeah. about you know the idea of a politician being able to be wrong, um, and and how you know essentially you're no longer allowed to be wrong or admit you're wrong or have a change of opinion. And I put this out there and, and it essentially inflamed the ire of a progressive activist who tweeted back at me uh, about the issue um, and essentially proved my point. And, and anyway, the point is sort of double down on exactly the example of what I was trying to say, which is, you know, that, that, that we have this problem in America where the two sides can't talk to each other and have a discussion. It's central to what you and I have talked about here on the show. You have to be, in order to persuade, you have to be persuadable. And we've exactly. got away from yeah. that. Yes. Hey, listen, I misspoke, by the way. Robert Pear, again, a great healthcare reporter. It was New York Times, not the Washington ah, Post. Got it. That's all right. Uh, yeah. Leon, by, by the way, Leon Panetta, 85 years old. Yes. How, how, how was that? Very um, spry. Yeah. You know, it's it's that it's that it's by the way wearing my Monterey Bay Aquarium shirt. It's that healthy uh, healthy Monterey Bay living, uh, Jerry. And he's and he's out of Washington, as he said on the show. Very happy to be three thousand miles away from Washington uh. D.C. But so, but the point is, we get we get back to this this central issue, which is the the Biden administration has to run for reelection in a year. Um, they can't run on their record. The Democrats cannot run on their record. Um, because they 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 know the American people is experiencing this pain. Um, and can, can, so, can I ask you a question please. there, though? Yeah, because they're obviously trying to. I don't know, set the table, create a narrative that the economy is healthy. But that's uh, just about that, confusion Jerry. that we're respected overseas. I also find it very interesting that uh, the war in Ukraine uh, it, 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 it it's such that we can't discuss it without right. being you're pro Putin. Yes. Or you're anti democracy or it used to be that we could have an argument over our, our policies fitting the interest of uh, the American people. Right. You used to be able to ask the question, that. what is it? What is America advancing anymore? And again, but, because it then it then you're yeah, right. Yeah. It, it, and it, everything it and everything becomes it. gaslighting. Right. So if you want to talk about money's spent and what's happening in Ukraine, you are in Putin's pocket like Trump. Uh, if you want to discuss how we uh, surrendered and uh, and withdrew from Afghanistan, well, then uh, you're anti-American and you don't know what you're talking about. If you want to talk about the economy, uh, I mean, whatever the right. issue it's is, all it's all about. It's all about confusion. And, and by the way, incidentally, which is another thing I talked about with Panetta, which a lot of this is driven by in, in no small measure. A lot of this gets exacerbated by foreign governments, especially Russia, interfering in our politics and trying to turn us against one another. And they have been doing so for many, many years and have been ever more successful with it. 
right? That's that's the that's the the thing. They they want they want to turn people against each other so we cannot have a discussion about the issues. Let me let, 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 let's go back to what the topic, you know, the main topic of, of how we started here, and that yeah. is this uh uh Jack Smith uh January 6th indictment of former president um Donald Trump. The indictments uh only 40 pages, so it's yes. not it's not a, it's not a, it's not a it's difficult worth read. Uh, but again, my going through it, I don't understand what law is broken. I don't understand what statute well, it's uh, very is violated. Clear, incidentally, that they did not they did not charge him with insurrection or conspiracy to uh, to overthrow the government, um, and that's very telling. Though there is this disconnect between how Jack Smith presented this in his press conference yesterday and what was actually in the indictment. Right, because to, to hear Jack I, Smith tell it, he went full bore and charged the president I, with seditious I know, conspiracy. I know. Again, 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 misreporting. But here, but you know, the, the, again, just it's important to remember that this was a Washington grand jury. Um, you and I talked a little bit about this uh, after the Mar-a-Lago raid and that indictment. Uh, the president did not violate the law when it came to. Uh, the Presidential Records Act and keeping uh, the, the keeping the classified material. Right. He didn't break the law. That should have been thrown out by the judge. In fact, I have to say this: I'm surprised it wasn't. I I, I still have hope that there are still good uh, good men and women who care about their duty, uh, who care about the rule of law. I'm shocked the Mar-a-Lago indictment hasn't been thrown out. Moreover, this indictment, uh, I, I again, I I will oh. be shocked if a judge just doesn't just throw it out well i i would well i wouldn't it's, be shocked if a judge doesn't throw it especially no, this, I, but, but this, we should this be particular, this particular no, I, I, I get your point i get you i get yeah, you i know but, but but we but but like but right because because any, remember, any person of goodwill should understand that this is politics this is power and this is a, a protect by the, the way, biden one uh, of the things uh, that we left out of that we left out of this discussion of the thread of indictments is that no sooner had the Hunter Biden plea agreement been thrown out than these two minor functionaries down at Mar-a-Lago, including a maintenance guy, were, were indicted in federal court. I mean, at, at, what, at what level, right? At what level does some poor guy who happens to be working his job at Mar-a-Lago, he gets a, a staffer for President Trump to come over to him and says, hey, I need you to help me move some boxes. Well, this guy doesn't know anything about the law. He doesn't know anything about, about right. obstruction of but, justice. But, but, he doesn't know about Presidential Records Act. He's, sorry, go ahead. Right. No, I was saying, but but so I, I wrote this down. I, I very seldom write anything down, but I wrote this down uh, in, in from the indictment. It's a quote, uh, uh, unlawful, I'm sorry, yeah, unlawfully, discounting legitimate votes unlawfully right. discounting legitimate votes so here's here's my question and again any honest person should ask these questions what about stacy abrams who for right. uh for years claimed she was the real governor of georgia uh, she barnstormed the country trying to overturn the Georgia election. Right. Well, what about what about President Jimmy Carter, former President Jimmy Carter, Absolutely. Who, in, who in 2016 said that Trump lost the election, uh, that it was the Russians who won the uh, election uh, for him? Hillary, Cl Hillary Clinton in 2016, who refused to recognize the legitimacy of the election and promised to join the resistance. Or what about Hollywood, right? And the remember, I forgot this. Hollywood made commercials. Hollywood actors, remember this? Yeah, I made, remember. Com made, made commercials I begging viewers to pressure electors to refuse the to, to, to refuse right. the constitutional authority of of seating the electoral college. Jerry, as someone I mean, who was who was an elector, hold on, who was an elector in two thousand eight, never an elector after that, and and did not an elector that I could actually do anything in two thousand eight because uh, I was an elector from Maryland for John McCain. I was getting emails, you know, you know, via these campaigns in 2016 and into 2017, pleading with me, demanding that I not vote for Donald Trump. Right. I, I have the emails. I right. can. I can but, but, but the point is, by by this reasoning, the a conspiracy to discount lawfully 
uh, you know, uh, law, lawful votes. What about 2005? Barbara Boxer, remember Barbara Boxer yeah, yeah. Uh, led a led a, a, a revolt uh, uh, on the House floor, uh, refusing to seat the electors in Ohio, wanting to swing the election to John Kerry. Yes. My point is, is that this can't stand. No, no, no. It, this it, indictment can't it, stand. It, it, it's it is it is it is a is a sign. I want to I want to get to the heart of what you're talking All right, about. Let me say one, one, one yeah, last please. thing. One last thing. Because people forget this. In 2021, you and I have mentioned this before. The Time magazine story that bragged about a conspiracy between Democrats, Silicon Valley, and corporations uh, putting in a half billion dollars uh, to change uh, to change state. Uh, voting laws, right, right. I mean, why, why, why aren't all those CEOs uh, uh, being uh, being indicted right now? Well, I mean, I, I you know, but, but my 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 point is, in the end, with with this situation, um, you know, I'm outraged. It, I'm outraged. I know, I know and, and as am I. It, it's just, it's a situation in which a, you know, an indictment and a charge of breaking the law has to be rooted in some actual in law. the law in, in the, the law. law. And so the idea that the president can be indicted for saying something of which he has no control over, the president has no control over uh, what happens with specific votes, with specific elections. So the idea that he can, this is what gets into this whole First Amendment situation. But it's this simple. Now, if President, former President Donald Trump believes that the 2020 election was rigged, that's not a crime. Right. And 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 for the president to come out and say right. that he doesn't believe that he believes the 2020 election was rigged, that's not a crime. And the president calling for an investigation or calling even calling for Congress to say, you know something, hey, maybe just maybe you ought to wait a little bit and we ought to take a look and see if the election I got is, I have to ask you this question. That's not I, a crime. Go ahead. I mean, you can tell you and I haven't talked in a while. Yeah. So he, here's one thing I did think of yesterday, how this whole thing can blow up in their face. So just, just, just let me take one step. Take a second. Go ahead, please. To, to, I'm, I'm sitting back, Jerry. All right. So, so, so. You can see my moves. So here, <laughs> here's the thing. Number one, you and I do not want to be forced to defend Donald Trump. I think post COVID, COVID and post election uh, have disqualified Trump from uh, from being president again. I am not a Trump guy. I do not want him to be president again. I said it. Number right. two, n- number two. Um, we know that I'm also off DeSantis, by the way, but go ahead. Oh well, we'll talk about that. Yeah. But um, but but at the same time, uh, and I lost my train of thought. Oh, you, I, you said I, Donald Trump, you're off Donald Trump. Uh I had said I had talked about this situation with the president, even if the president goes and says that we need to stop for a moment. Oh, yes. Investigate. Well, all right, so, so number one, you and I are forced to defend Trump because of these out, 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 outlandish, dishonest, which is what indictments. they want. Yes. And then secondly, um, the 2020 election was rigged. Yes. Uh, maybe it wasn't rigged in the way that the president uh, said it was. Uh, but then again, we have very good friends, uh, uh, a friend of the program, um, who uh, tweeted out yesterday that he was on the ground in Nevada? Yes, and and and, and that at least forty thousand votes were uh, were stuffed yeah. in Nevada, and that he's convinced that uh, that that uh, Trump won Nevada. But here's but here's the irony. Here's the uh, this is what I thought of yesterday. I wanted to ask you. I got my train of thought back, and that is a lot of these judicial decisions. All of them, right, ruled against Trump. Yes. I don't think any of them, though, ruled against his claims on the merits. I don't. I think you're right. I don't. They. Right. They. It but was I don't because, think. They, yeah, I don't think they ever got. It was to because, Yes. It was because of standing or because of timing issues. It was. It, they, they were dismissed rightly, legally, but never on the merits. So my point is this. All right, you're going to try him. This is what I would do if I was Donald Trump. I would forget about running for president and I would take this J six indictment very seriously, but I would use it as a mechanism to prove my point, right? That the 2020 election was indeed stolen and, and relitigate, relitigate how laws were changed, 
state constitutions were violated, how Silicon Valley, big tech corporations, the media colluded. I would I would go all in and 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 redefine the narrative of 2020. And and, and you know something, Jerry, I in a, in a perfect world, right, we would we would have that. Um, and, and setting aside whether or not Donald because Trump Donald Trump should not be president again. But, but but you know the 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 you know the other part of this is that Donald Trump unfortunately could not attract the legal team required yeah, I know. to make that case to the American public or to a to a judge or a jury or wherever and and prevail on on the merits of of that situation and that's and that's the 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 real issue. I want to also be clear about something else here. Jerry and I are not defending donald trump well, at least i'm although, not although, although neither am i but although it feels like we are right and, right. and someone would say that we are what we are defending is a the first amendment right a the the ability to say something that you may not agree with and may well be not true and it has to be proved to be true or you may believe it to be true but the, the right of somebody to say this and also the right of a president of the united states to say what he wants in terms of these situations, which is, you know, again, regardless of who is president, whether it's Joe Biden, right? I may not agree, you know, with Joe Biden. I may not believe that Joe Biden, uh, you know, when he says, when Joe Biden says that he, he was never involved with his son's business or he never discussed things with his son and his son's business, or he can't remember who he talked to, I certainly would believe that. I would believe that Joe Biden can't remember who he talked to. But I, but I defend joe biden's right to say it and i say and i will defend that joe what joe biden denying these things is not a criminal act right although yeah. uh, he should be held accountable by the electorate if 100 if, if, if he lied but also oh, oh, and by the way he should be held accountable in a court of law right if if donald trump goes before a court of law and lies about something and by lying that means you say something you know is under oath true with the intent to deceive somebody else that's a lie um um, but but lying is not illegal. Lying under oath. No, no lying is under oath is right. illegal. That's my point. Is is you know if he's and, and we wouldn't well, we wouldn't defend that. Here here, not that here we would defend Donald Trump here, if he lied here, about something. You know if he lied about something. Here here's how you and I are honest actors and uh and the never Trumpers and the left and the media and everyone else are dishonest and that is you and I have never said that Adam Schiff should be arrested. Right. Uh, for the, right, exactly. for, the, for the, or and prosecuted over indicted over the myriad lies he told about Russia collusion. He said that he had seen evidence that proved Donald Trump colluded with Vladimir Putin right. uh, to steal the 2016 election. That is an untruth. It's a lie. He can say it, and it's up to the media uh, to suss it out and to and to and, and and to demonstrate the truth, but I don't think he should be indicted because he lied. Right. Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton said after the 2016 election uh, that Russia stole the election, that that Donald Trump was not a legitimate president. Uh, myriad members of Congress uh, said this, and other leaders. I don't think any of them should be indicted over it. Right, and 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 and, 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 and then the left will say though, well, Jerry, uh, there wasn't a riot. And uh, like January 6th, and I, 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 I say, well, no, uh, have we memory hold what happened on, on Inauguration Day? Right. Have right. we forgotten the riots on the streets of D.C.? Uh, Washington, D.C., on January, whatever day it was, 2017, uh, th there was fires and violence and, and looting and all kinds of, of mayhem. Uh, what are you talking about? There was no well, uh, and, no riots. And, and, and right. And and whenever a member of Congress has said, you know, when Maxine Waters has said or whenever Democrats have encouraged uh, um, Democrat politicians have encouraged Democratic activists to go and harass, right. uh, uh, whether it's Supreme Court justices or cabinet members or whomever. Right. You arrest the folks who are who are harassing justice you know, or, 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 or you are harassing Supreme Court justices because that's against the law. Um, but you know, anyway, it is, it is a situation where we are talking about it, it, there's, here was the point that I was going to make Jerry. Another thing you and I have not called for now we've called for the indictment and prosecution of those who have abused their power within government for political ends or for their own economic ends, right? The folks at the justice department who did this, but for the myriad folks who spent four years undermining 
system systematically undermining this president um unless they abuse their power there's some kind of an official power to do it and i'm not talking about members of congress i'm talking about folks at the justice department etc who were working overtime to undermine this administration or that administration yeah you know we have not called for the general prosecution the folks who carried water to undermine um on the presidency um We've never sure. we've never called that but treasonous, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You raise a good point here and why I think so many Americans are just so fed up because you have you have Donald Trump uh, indicted on myriad fronts, uh, essentially conjured uh, 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 violations of the law. Yeah. Uh, they are reimagining and politicizing the law to go after him. And, and, and specifically Pretzel the, logic. the the New York, uh, the New York indictment is bogus yeah uh the mar-a-lago indictment is bogus and now the uh now the j6 indictment is yeah. absolutely extra legal outside the rule of law it's and political but, but yeah, sorry go but ahead. here's the thing here's why people are fed up i'm sorry it's because we see this happening we see that trump is being indicted that the doj is protecting the bidens and politicizing the law but then we see we don't see any accountability uh for hunter and joe biden and their obvious corruption right it is i mean you know i mean so so again it, it it's like with the economy joe biden says the economy is great but then i go out and i buy a loaf of bread and it's three times as much as it was two years ago or i try to fill my car up and it's a 100 bucks uh you know prices through the roof i'm not supposed to believe my lying eyes right at the, at the same time, the American people are seeing Donald Trump being indicted over and over and over again, and uh, and 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 we see the the Bidens uh, living large, right? And, they're, and, they're and two and tier we, justice, and it's two tier justice, but it's also we get this is why when you see polls about Donald Trump and these indictments, Americans recognize that this is political. Yeah, um, and I would say you know even even. The other side recognizes if, if they're not going to admit it, they want this. See, that's the thing that gets me in terms of the disingenuousness of it all. The other side, if they're honest, would admit that a they want Donald Trump to be under indictment because they and they want Donald Trump to be the Republican nominee because they believe that they they believe that and I and I think there's merit to this that that. Republicans haven't learned the lessons from 2020 uh, that it will be a rematch between Biden and and then I want to get into something else between Biden and Trump. And they know that in that matchup, they think that Joe that that Joe Biden wins, that Donald Trump loses. And I think many of them are honest and they're sort of wringing their hands. They're a excited that Donald Trump's been indicted because that's a that's a galvanizing. Right. That's a galvanizing act for the left as well. They need to make sure that they defeat this man. It reminds me, Jerry, of of something that, again, to bring it back to the Watergate thread, something that Deep Throat allegedly said to uh, to uh, Woodward and Bernstein. He said they they wanted they wanted to run Nixon. They, Nixon's team wanted to run against McGovern in seventy two, yeah. so they engineered the election and damaged Edward Muskie, Edmund Muskie. Uh, so that he was out of the running in 1972. They got it. They got what they wanted. This is what they want. They want Donald Trump to be the nominee because they know how to run against Donald Trump. This is incidentally why they are so afraid of of the no labels candidate, whether it's Joe Manchin or Larry Hogan, getting on the ballot because because they, because they, usually a moderate center right third party would uh, would would uh, rob votes or steal votes, take votes. Uh, from the Republican candidate, right. I don't believe that's true here. I it's think not. a a Larry Hunter, Joe Manchin, or a, a Joe Larry Manchin. Hogan. I'm sorry, what did I say? Larry Hunter. Larry, 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 by, by the way, love Larry audience, Hunter. Larry Hunter was an economist for Jack Kemp, and yes. uh, Andrew and I did work with him years yeah. ago at CEI. Regardless, uh, a good guy. Uh, Larry Hogan and Joe Manchin uh, take votes away from Joe Biden. Right, and 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 I have talked to third party experts who who have confirmed this. Uh, this is why you've seen the other media narrative sort of going after guys like Joe Biden and Larry Hogan. Um, I can't believe, Andrew, I've never seen this before. No Labels was the white hat. Yeah. Good guy. Oh, yeah. Organization. 
Um, I, you know, because I, because of real clear policy and, and my work there, you know, I'm constantly reading the news and commentary and all the rest of it. I have never seen this much, this much negative press against no labels. Yeah. I had a really good conversation. I urge folks to go and take a look at it. My former colleague from, from William and Mary, my former professor uh, and friend, Ron Rappaport, who wrote a book uh, on, uh, on third party movements, had him on, I think when I was filling in for Tony Katz to, to talk about this very issue. And it's, it is, it is fascinating to look at. And that's, that's where there's, there are real, real fears there. Jerry, uh, can we, can we shift gears a little bit and move away from this? Cause I want to, I want to, I want to beat up on United for, for a little bit. So before I, before, before, before I asked you about your trip and, and, yeah. and, 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 and your air travel experience, you know, I just want to add one thing too, because while you were away, uh, we had uh, what the media told us and the Weather Channel and the Democrats uh, and everyone. My good, it was ubiquitous. It was it was uh, it was relentless. How uh, we're this this record heat wave? Yes. Oh yeah. And climate change. By the way, no. Yes. Uh, it wasn't the hottest July on record. Uh, no, the Earth's temperatures over the last eight or nine years have cooled. Uh, July worldwide temperatures in July uh, uh, stood uh, stood uh, uh, even with years previous. Uh, and science is telling us that the reason why uh, Phoenix and, and other cities did see record temperatures is because of the uh, because of because of the cities themselves. Yeah, the urban the urban island heat effect is what they exactly call it. Exactly right. Yeah. So just, just real quick for, for our audience, when I was a coach, when I coached high school football, we had the dog days of August. We had football oh, camp. Yeah. And uh and 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 you know state law prohibits uh practice uh in, in certain weather uh obviously thunder lightning but also in 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 uh in extreme heat and so our trainer would go out with this very cool apparatus that would uh take the temperature and I remember one day I'm getting the kid. The, the, it's the called young... a thermometer. Jerry. Well, it was more, it was more than that. It was a, it was a, it was a device and it was, you know, state of the art. And, I get it. I understand. And, you know, and, state and, of the art thermometer. I understand. Um, anyway, regardless. Um, so we're getting ready for, for an important practice. And she comes in and says, sorry, guys, it's, um, it's uh, it's over the uh, the limit or, you know, the the extreme heat. And I said, let me really? let me be really hold on. Let me really fair. It measures the temperature, but it also measures the humidity. So it gives you the real feel. of what's Yes. Like. And it was also this device was also uh, hooked into uh, other weather towers uh, sure. nearby the high school anyway. And I was and I and I, I, I had the weather app on my phone. I was like, ah, no, it's it's you know, it's 90 degrees and. And we can we can practice in 90 degrees or whatever it was. She said, no, no, Jerry, look at this. And I said to us, I said, all right, can you show me where you're taking the temperature? <laughs> and we went outside and the school had a um, a square yeah. that was where the uh, air conditioner units were. It was all concrete. And she put the device on the concrete <laughs> in this in this in this enclosed area. And I yeah. said, I said, her name was Meg. I said, Megan, Meg. you can't you can't get a right temperature here and, and so i said let's go out to the field where there we're going to actually practice and it, it was 10 degrees of course 10 degrees uh uh uh, uh, uh cool. 10 degrees off but that's what we saw with uh, this july heat and, and again i just i, I want to mention this because the the climate the, the i understand that humankind impacts the environment and we've seen how mankind humankind can help the environment our air is cleaner our water is cleaner uh, than it's ever been. We have more trees, more forests. Right. Uh, the environmental indicators are all on the upswing. But that being said, no, there aren't more fire uh, uh, wildfires today and than Bjorn there were Lombard's years ago. Got a great piece on that. It's yeah. up, it's up real clear policy. My point yeah. is, is that I want to do a show with you on climate change. Let's do it. And and just really uh, uh, kind of get through the facts. Now, yeah. speaking of climate change and air travel and 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 carbon footprints you were on vacation yeah no and and you know it's funny you speaking about the the weather events and how these things change um right before we left for vacation my uh, good friend of mine who's a lawyer out in colorado posted a picture this is literally a couple of days before we left uh, of her travel camper she has a small travel camper and it had been pummeled by hail 
yeah. in, in a couple of days before. I mean, Jerry, it looked like someone had been shooting golf balls at it. And so imagine my surprise. We had to wait quite a bit to get our, our minivan uh, at the Avis car rental uh, in, in Denver. And imagine my surprise when the minivan showed up and it was, it was, it had been Jerry. It was amazing how pelted it had been by, by hailstones. It was un, unbelievable. It was just I, crazy. I'm surprised that the Avis workers let it, let it go. I, I think that they were caught between a rock and a hard place. Cause there was a lot of people traveling and we had been waiting as I said, and you didn't get uh, pardoned upon. You didn't get dinged for that. No, we, well, we haven't yet. So we're, we're waiting to see. I let them know. I had to have a conversation with somebody in customer service who was not from America, Jerry, uh, who didn't understand, literally did not understand the idea that there are golf ball sized chunks of ice that can fall from the sky because wherever he lives, he's never heard of ice falling from the, from the sky, which is an amazing thing. So we come (laughs) back, we come back, Jerry, and, and we're flying in and out of Denver um, which is a hub for United. And, you know, like everything else in 2023, uh, United has, um, uh, uh, like like other corporations, United has devolved and they have a bunch of kiosks for you to check in and check your bags and print your bag tags. You can print all this. You can get the stuff checked in before. Yeah. And we had there, there was a, By the way, there was a time when, uh, like, human beings did this. Oh, yes, of course. But, um, yes. but you know, but all those jobs the Biden administration is creating. Right. And, and so now they have all of these kiosks and they have contractors who are not United employees who will check your ID and take your bag, but they can't actually help you if there's a disconnect between what you've done in terms of check-in and and what actually happens at the little kiosk. So thus begins the comedy of errors, uh, Jerry, uh, the summer summer comedy, summer fun comedy for me, uh, as I go and have to find somebody. And anyway, to make a long story very short, I, I just, you know, I, I said that I wanted to ding. I, I um, and I'm hoping there's no video of me out there as I as I got very angry with the the people at the gate. Because were you it, wearing the kilt? Were you wearing the kilt? Not wearing my kilt. That would have been great. I was wearing I was wearing jeans. <laughs> um, uh, I was Tran- you know, transgendered person. That's right. That's goes exactly right. Man berserk. in goes berserk. Um, I, I mean, to <laughs> the point. To the point, Jerry. I mean, have you ever had a situation where you get angry about I something angry. and you just wanna, and you just want to move on from it? I talked to a supervisor. No, no, I never want to move on. When I'm when I'm angry, I want I want a oh, justice. I wanted justice, but by yeah. the time I got this whole thing done, I had some worker who couldn't help me who wanted me to recount the whole story. I'm like, I don't have time for this. I just want to. I just want to take my. Here's the thing that gets me. United. Did you get your bag uh, free? Of, oh, you did get it free. Of oh, so yeah, so, but here's by, by a, by a mistake. Why. So so not by mistake because this is the, this is the disconnect between the policies, Jerry. So the point is how this all started was. We have a, a, a group of four of us. We had five bags. I am because I have a United credit card. I'm allowed to have uh, uh, the two free bags. They wanted to charge me for the bag. And I didn't want to have to go through. And I wound up having to go through my emails and screenshot things to try to show somebody that in point of fact, I have a right to this extra bag. And, and so they- United, the, the when you finally found the United um, employee, the employee was unaware of the United policy of giving a card holders such as yourself uh, the right. free extra right. bag. Right, told me that I was not, I was still only allotted one bag. And 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 so they wanted to charge me first $150 and then $40. Um, but frankly, on the principle of thing, I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna take it. And so my my daughter said one of the bags was smaller, it could be used as a carry-on. So we're gonna go just bring it to the gate. Um so the four bags are on and you get the small bag. Four, small bag. And of course, we get to the gate. We should have thought about this. But of course, you're on the fly and you're dealing with this stuff. And you don't want to have to bring a, a, a piece of luggage through security, which is just nightmarish, because now everybody has TSA pre-check, which makes TSA pre-check essentially worthless. Um, we get to the gate and they say, oh, we're a full flight. We have limited baggage room on the plane. So if you want to gate check your bag, which means you, you go and you get the bag tag and you bring it down to the end of the jetway and it'll go through to baggage claim, you can do that for free. So if you just wait, this is my point here in the end. If you just, did we just lose Jerry? If you, maybe Jerry will come back. If you just wait, uh, you'll get your, you'll get your bag for free. Um, uh, through for free. I mean, here's the thing that gets me, and I'll I'll just sort of leave you all with this, and then I'll I'll sum up the show because we'll see if Jerry comes back. 
as I say this and look down to make sure that I have internet. Um, you shouldn't have to, and I'm going to say this to United, and I tweeted at them. I Because I used my credit card to pay for the flight, and I actually used my credit card to check in at the airport, I shouldn't have had to deal with any of this stuff. I wound up going through and um, finding the screenshots of where it said that I was a lot of these things. I wound up going and having to contact United uh, about this. Um, United counts on, and these airlines, I think it's general. I don't think it's just United, but I'm going to single out United because I was flying on them. I think these airlines generally count on the fact that, that you're not going to know what your rights are. This happens a lot in other areas as well, where you're unsure of what your rights are, so they're going to run roughshod over them. They're going to try to get one over you. And I don't know how much money. Here's Jerry back. Hello, Gerald. He's connecting to audio. I don't know how much money you, I can, I can, if you can hear me, I don't know how much money United makes off of forcing people who are, uh, who are, uh, who have an allotment for two bags um, to, to, you know, to pay for their bags, but I'm sure that they do make money and I'm sure it's not an insignificant sum. Um, but in the end, I shouldn't have to sort of go down this road and, and, and deal with this. And I have the, you have the text message from United, I haven't had time to go and now email them, but I had a conversation essentially saying that given what I'd shown them, I was I was in the right. But boy, oh boy, Jerry, I was hot under the, under the collar. I mean, it was it was it was it was uh, it was it was not my finest hour, as it were. I hate to fly. Yeah, right. I, I just don't like to fly. Um, there have been rare occurrences, rare instances where where flying was kind of fun. I remember uh, when we got married, uh, our best, my best man drove us to the airport. We, uh, from Jersey, we were flying to Florida and, uh, and we had, uh, we had two seats together and, yeah. and, uh, and, and, and we had real bowls, we had cereal and eggs and, and we had real bowls and silverware and, 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 and customer service was fantastic. This is right. 30 years ago. This is 30 years ago. And then I remember one time I I went uh, for work. I had to go to Europe, uh, and uh, and flew business uh, class. And again, it was just it was a joy, right? Every other time, it is just it is miserable. Well, I di- I didn't talk about miserable. You. I, you know something from from the you know when we flew back. That's a London that's State a show too, by the way on on how on how um, uh, even though technology improves modernity uh how air travel has has um has uh has become worse right i i suspect i suspect a lot of it is is um is government bu- bureaucratic 100%. interference yeah your, your regulation and what that does and, and and how it forces you to to do these things i mean right it, it you know from from when we we got to the united terminal in seattle back in june and how that was essentially, I'm going to use a phrase, it was it was a an asshole. It hadn't it looked like it hadn't been cleaned in, in days. There was just garbage everywhere. Yeah. You know, we we flew back, we we cashed in points. We flew back from Washington State back in June. Um, and we flew back in in what was supposed to be first or business class, whatever the front of these United domestic planes is now called. And it was one of the worst experiences I've ever had. The, the, yeah. the plane was hot, we could not get comfortable, it was a whole thing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, um, anyway, it is, it is what it is. Jerry, you're on, on Sunday. Uh, if it's Sunday, it's Jerry WBAL, uh, seven to 10. Also the, you know, the Jerry Rogers podcast is up over at WBAL. Uh, it's all good stuff. Can, can we announce the new there. thing yet? Or are you waiting to, before we announce? Oh, no, thing? sure. Sure. So, uh, 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 coming, uh, uh, this August. Uh, so in a couple of three weeks, uh, we're going to launch uh, the uh, the Business of America podcast, uh, Jerry Rogers, uh, uh, for the Federal Newswire. Jerry Network. is joining me at Federal Newswire. Very excited yes. to have him uh, as part of the Federal Newswire podcast family. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe the the Andrew and Jerry uh, podcast will, will come to yes. Federal Newswire down the road. Where we're hoping for that, or we hope for that. Um, congratulations, Jerry. That is that is that is huge news. Uh, I'm very excited for this show. Uh, I think it's going to be great. Maybe, maybe you'll return the favor. And and uh, you know, I had you on the uh, lunch hour podcast. Maybe it's you're true. Favorite. Have have me yes. in, uh, on this. 
a shameless, shameless promotion. Well, the the, the fact of the matter is, is that um, we're going to be discussing the business of America and yeah. how uh, rulemaking, regulations, uh, tax law, uh, bureaucracy, and all the rest of it impacts uh, business and modernity and technology uh, and real wages and growth and economic growth. And so your work uh, on regulations might fit in perfectly well. You know, in in that vein, by the way, um, this week on the Lunch Hour podcast, we have Leon Panetta. It's a it's a short podcast. There were scheduling issues. It's only about 25 minutes. I urge folks to go and check that out. Uh, next week, I have a lengthy interview, I think almost an hour with the Wayne Cruz, Jerry, our former colleague from the oh, yes, I love Wayne. Institute uh, yes. about, about these issues. Uh, so go and check that out. Jerry, uh, what do you want uh, folks to do? Find the truth, plant your feet, uh, stand firm. God bless you. Have a great week, everybody. Uh, Have fun and please stay safe.